Hello, welcome into another edition of the Daily Blues Podcast right here on 101ESPN.com. It is Thursday, January 9th of 2020. Glad you're along with us here. Blues take on the Sabres. Uh, second game of a four, five-game homestand, I beg your pardon, as Jack Eichel and the Buffalo Sabres come into town. And, of course, when you think about the Buffalo Sabres, can't help but think about that Ryan O'Reilly trade. We'll hear from Bernie Furduco and Bernie Nicholas on that topic in just a little bit. And just what a steal that was for Doug Armstrong and the St. Louis Blues getting Ryan O'Reilly in the fold. Uh, Blues come in 61 points tonight, 27-10-7. Sabres with 45 points, 19-17-7 on the Buffalo Sabres. Game, of course, is right here on 101 ESPN tonight with the 6 o'clock with the Mitsubishi Electric pregame show presented by First Community. And then the Blues hit the ice at 6.30 with the BMW of West St. Louis pregame skate. Curbs and Joey on the call just after 7. Again, on 101 ESPN tonight. Sabres will have Jeff Skinner back on uh, the top line with Jack Eichel tonight, returning from injury. So it should be a good one tonight from the Enterprise Center. Other uh, Blues news and notes. Of course, Jordan Bennington and Justin Bieber um, breakaway challenge will happen eventually. Looks like it's going to happen in the offseason, so in case you missed that, uh, Bennington and Bieber uh, breakaway challenge will likely happen in the offseason, not the weekend of the All-Star game here in St. Louis. So looking forward to whenever that happens. And uh, we'll hear from Tyler Stewart. He's the Blues, um, not necessarily backup goalie, but the street goalie, if you will, the fourth goalie on the team. So if one of the goalies happens to get injured at home or both goalies, he's the guy that they would uh, call in to play. And he got he had to he got the dress once, um, and he'll tell you that story in a uh, cup of joe that he did with Joe Vitale. So stay tuned for that. We'll hear from Tyler Stewart later on, and he'll give his opinion on uh, Bieber versus Bennington and the breakaway challenge. But wanted to play this uh, interview for you first, and it's from Carter Hutton in the Ridge Show. Uh, Carter, when he was with the Blues in his tenure with the Blues, he would join the Ridge Show on 105.7 The Point a lot. Was one of their favorite guests, had a great rapport with the guys, and was always so fun. And, of course, with him coming back in town tonight playing for the Buffalo Sabres, he was on with the guys from 105.7 The Point this morning, Riz and the crew. And it was a ball of laughter as uh, Riz didn't know he was coming on, or at least he played it off that way, and he played it off pretty well. Uh, but uh, Carter Hutton called into the Riz Show, so I wanted to play that for you now because it was absolutely hilarious. So enjoy. Here is Carter Hutton on with the Rizzuto Show for 105.7 The Point from this morning. Um, there's someone on the phone, and they won't tell me who they are, but uh, they said it's a secret. They're calling us. I'm assuming you know who it is. I may. <laughs> is it bad or good? It's going to be awesome. All right, it's going to yeah. be awesome. I love Scott so great. much. <laughs> Why do you Man, have an empty like, box in your hand? You know, he has a mystery just wrapped in an enigma, right? Yes. Just an odd fella. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. <laughs> odd fella. Oh, boy. Hello, hotline. Hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Mom? This is my favorite person. Is, is this working? Yeah, it's it's working. Is this my mom? Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you forgot your lunch at home. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, well, I, I would like to consider myself probably your favorite goalie. I know it is. Oh! It's uh, yes! Buffalo Sabres goalie, Carter Hutton. Hey, happy you holidays. Great, you missed a great opportunity there. <laughs> what? You're like, Andy Moog is on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in shock. <laughs> I'm in shock. Carter, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm doing great. Uh, excited to be back. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Obviously, it's always fun coming back to St. Louis and seeing the guys. And, and obviously, uh, getting to talk to you guys is always awesome. Well, it's nice oh, to hear your oh. voice. You have a good uh, New Year's and, and Christmas and all that stuff? <clears throat> 
Yeah, it was good. Just uh, with the family and uh, our little guy's getting old enough now. He's starting to get it. So it made for a lot more fun, right? Nice. Uh, seeing them open gifts and stuff for sure. So it was, uh, and, and it's nice to have time off, you know, as yeah. uh, these seasons seem to get longer and longer as you get older. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and we haven't talked, have we talked to you since uh, the Blues won the Cup? Uh, I don't think we talked after. I thought you guys just moved on past me. But that's <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and watching watching the watching the Blues, you know, as as a former player, you know, for this team, um, and but you're on another team. What were your thoughts uh, as I, you see, you know, the the Blues skate around holding the cup? So I I honestly like you know I kind of go in and out of watching the playoffs when like in years past, but last year I literally was like glued to watching the Blues play. Like I, I was right into it. I was pumped. Um, I think just so many close friends and mm-hmm. there's obviously mixed emotions in the sense like I like I want to win and there's a jealousy factor, but in the same sense I was like rather them win than somebody I don't know. Like I was so pumped. Uh, I'm still really close friends with a lot of guys, right? With like, you know, Bertuzzo's from Thunder Bay. So we went, uh, we went to his cup party. I brought my little guy to see the cup during the nice. day. So it was cool. Not experienced. And, you know, it was, uh, what an amazing run for the city. You know, as, as a player, but you're at a, you're at a party with the Stanley cup there. Do you touch it? Do you take a picture with it? So I was with the Hawks in 2013 when they won it. Um, I was like a, like a third goalie. So I've already touched it. Like they gave it to me there and mm-hmm. I have a ring and stuff. So, but I didn't go like I didn't touch it this time, so I never like I wasn't walking around like oh I've won this old sucker before like trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, I didn't go, oh, you already have, I already got one. Uh, this is pretty cool. I, I, I don't know what yeah. the is. <laughs> I kept my distance, but it was cool for like friends and family, you know, like people close and like and like Bob was a really good buddy of mine. So just seeing his like buddies and they had a good shaker too. Like they had a band out by like on Lake Superior at this like beautiful cottage. So. Everybody was getting right into it, so it was a pretty fun night. Yeah, it's cool the Bare Naked Ladies are still playing. Yeah, right? that's pretty- <laughs> <laughs> there, there could that's not be a more I- Canadian city name than Thunder Bay. Yeah. 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 Thunder Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't get too creative with that one, but I, know, I, I feel like I take that heat all the time, so I'm used to it. I can you, take it. When, when, you, when you come back to St. Louis, and, and by the way, and, and playing here for, for the couple of years you did, you know how much that Stanley Cup meant to the city. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I'm in a similar situation in Buffalo. Like, this is our 50th season, and there's never been a Cup, so... Like even when we get on a little bit of run and we win some games and, and things are going well, you can just feel the energy build. So I couldn't imagine what it got to in that sense here. Um, you know, and a few years past where they had come so close to right getting to the conference finals and being in it. So it's uh, you know it's pretty amazing. And uh, you know I think now it's something you can never take away from the city. Well, to my right, you have the biggest Buffalo Bills fan, uh, Donnie Fandango, in the studio. What was it like in the city when the Bills lost uh, over the weekend? Yeah, not good. <laughs> uh, good. I'm, not, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah, it sucked. You know, especially that game through the way they lost too. You know, it's one thing to lose. It was just like it felt like neither team should have won that game. It was just like a bunch of errors and, and stuff that went on, and uh, so it's obviously frustrating. But uh, you know, I think that organization, same thing, is heading in the right direction. So it's uh, you know the defense is good, and hopefully we can keep getting better. But yeah, it, uh, it was like an instant hangover as soon as they lost. <laughs> is, are there any similarities between the cities of Buffalo and St. Louis and the and kind of just how passionate the, the 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 sports fans are for the Bills, for the Sabers, obviously here for the Blues and the Cardinals? It's a huge deal. Are there similarities there? Yeah, there is. Uh, I, I found I, I kind of compare it in the same sense of 
Like, I, I don't know how it's been now since, obviously, the Blues have won. Obviously, I'm sure it's been a lot better. But I thought at times when I was here, it was, if we weren't playing well, they let us know, sure, right? Like, yeah. there was, yeah. it, it was a, it was tough love, right? And then if we are playing well, you know, they were right into it, rewarding us with, you know, obviously being into the game. So I think Buffalo is the same sense of, it's a passionate fan group, and if we're not playing well. Like they let us know, and, and they're hard on us. But when we are, when things are going great, it's you know it's rocking. We won ten in a row there last year during the season, and the place was like insane. So I could imagine what like a playoff run would be like. So it's been uh, it's been fun, and and everybody's like really personable too. It's it's been a good easy transition for sure. It's not like going from St. Louis to New York City or something, right? Like it's a it's a good place to have a family and stuff like that, and uh, you know we've enjoyed it so far for sure. Yeah, listen. Aside from the sports teams, name three good things about Buffalo. Go. And the Buffalo, you can't uh, say Buffalo Wings. <laughs> uh, three good things about Buffalo. Okay. Uh, pizza, really good. Okay. All right. I, obviously, I don't eat that much of it. You, you've guys seen my body before. Unbelievable. Yeah, by the way. Thanks for keeping up with your fitness. <laughs> it's a wonderland. I, 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 I hate to brag on air, yeah. but you know. <laughs> wonderland. That song by John Mayer is about uh, you. He's buying himself yeah, more he's time. <laughs> he's buying himself more time. He's Googling That's things smart, to do with eh? Buffalo. <laughs> no, uh, the, the real estate, like we love where we live. Um, and then the people. People are great. Everybody's like friendly. Um, so, we, yeah, we, we enjoy it. It's... Uh, we're from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Okay, this is uh, we're not really, you know what I mean? Like, come on, the bar you know I mean? was we set. Still go home in the summer. We're not. We'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, might as well be Canada anyway. Yeah. It's technically it's New York. I mean, you think about Buffalo, it really is New York. Yeah. But uh, it might as well be yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's it's good. We we love it. It's good. We have a young team, and but we get treated really well, like ownership and management and stuff and it's been good i feel like here i'm more of like i'm like the oldest guy. i'm the old, not like i am the oldest guy on the team now and it was weird coming from st louis where we had such like a veteran team where now it's a lot younger right mm-hmm. so i feel like i do a lot more like behind the scenes kind of you know, guys trying to figure out yeah mentoring trying to figure out their way like my goalie partner he's younger he's 24 he's he's a great goalie but you know i'm more like you know, he picks my brain a lot. I try to help him out just through, like, experiences I've had and just being around the game in this league so long. So so it's been fun, and, you know, it's obviously uh, a bit of a transition, but it's been, uh, you know, I love it. I'm, any day you get to stay in the NHL is a great day. Yeah. So. Well, I, I'll tell you for sure, you know, we root for Buffalo, being that you are on the team, and that's that's 100%. Yep. We, we've said it all here, mm-hmm. uh, except when you guys play the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, go, and going on talking about mentoring and, like, you know, be, being a, a supporter of others, I just want to say thanks to Carter. Personally, um, I, I just got into hockey, you know, playing hockey uh, this last year, started skating a whole bunch, got the pads, and, and really wanted to play goalie. I've always been fascinated with goalie. I did goalie with street hockey. And this dude helped me out, sent me his personal, his actual glove and his blocker to get me started with, with he's the still waiting for payment that. for that yeah by the way is your Venmo broken there's a, there's a check <laughs> waiting for you in Thunder Bay <laughs> <laughs> but seriously I mean that was incredible dude and like um, monumentally helpful and it's super encouraging to, you know for a 38 year old guy that's really getting out there and enjoying the ice for the first time like that yeah, no, that's, I was glad I could help out. You guys are so good to me. And uh, I think for, uh, with us, we're so spoiled, right? Like I go through so much gear and we have so much gear around. And so whenever I can try to help out, uh, you know, something like that, it's obviously something we're so fortunate to be able to do. So I'm just glad you, glad you took up goalie. Seems kind of crazy to me. I don't know if you know <laughs> how to well, Look for it on eBay now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, Carter, but, I got uh, all the hockey equipment play. I need, but I'm looking for a mortgage. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> well, due on the 21st, just so you know. Listen, I, yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, I was in Israel during the break, and I can now say this, you know, being that I've been to the Holy Land, Carter Hutton is a real mensch. Yes. 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 You're, a real, <laughs> you're a real mensch, Carter, and yep. it's great to hear your voice. And uh, good luck to your team tonight. It's the Sabres and the Blues tonight over at Enterprise Center. Welcome back to St. Louis. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on, too. We love you, Carter. It's Carter Hutton, everybody. Yay! Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Uh, See you, buddy. All right, what a guy Carter Hutton is uh, calling in. At the beginning of that, when he acted like Riz's mom, fantastic stuff. And uh, look for Carter Hutton's future in media for sure uh, whenever he's done playing hockey. All right, let's get you set for the Blues and Sabres tonight. Bernie Federko was on with the Bernie Nicholas show today to talk all things Blues and to talk about the opponent, uh, what kind of opponent the Sabres will be, and second time the Blues will be playing the Buffalo Sabres this year, having already played in Buffalo. And that's where they started, and they eventually talked about the Ryan O'Reilly trade as well and getting him and what he means to this franchise currently for the St. Louis Blues. So here's Bernie Federko with Bernie Nicholas on the Bernie Nicholas show on 101 ESPN. What do you make of the Sabres as, a, as an opponent tonight? Well, they're a team that's uh, trying to grow. They're a team that has made the playoffs for a number of years. They've got a really good star hockey player in Jack Eichel. So um, they're going to be competitive. Um, they've changed their coach a couple of times over the course of the last couple of years as well. So they're still trying to do a lot of different things. But they work hard. And uh, I think for the Blues, uh, Bernie, it's always the same thing, is that you can never underestimate your opponent. Uh, the Blues are, are the number one team really in the West right now. I mean, I think that everybody knows that they have a, another chance to, to repeat this year as a Stanley Cup champ, and uh, everybody's really gunning for them every night. So uh, the Sabres are no different. The Blues are going to have to just make sure that they play their own game. Yeah, the the Sabres went through a tough time recently where they uh, they had one win in something like seven or eight games. I'm looking at their record at – and then they've won two in a row, and they've had some time off since that second consecutive win against the Panthers. They beat Edmonton in Florida, and uh, their last game was played on the fourth. So the, so they're well-rested coming, and this will be interesting. And, Bernie, I think this would be obviously an appropriate time to talk about Ryan O'Reilly and just what an incredibly fortunate, positive trade that was for Doug Armstrong in the Blues. It's amazing the difference he's made. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's hard to believe when you, you try to put your head around it that, that the Buffalo Sabres, a, a team that's trying to build an organization uh, that can win, that would let a guy like Ryan O'Reilly go. I mean, I think it's one of the steals of the of the century to be able for Doug Armstrong to be able to uh, make the deal to get Ryan O'Reilly to come to St. Louis. But, uh, I mean, I can't say enough about the way Ryan plays. I mean, he plays all facets of the game, whether you want him to kill penalties, if you want to play the power play, he checks against the top forwards on the other team won the Selkie and of course this conflict during the Stanley Cup playoffs last year but I mean here's a guy that uh, I mean a lot of times people look at you know numbers look at scoring look at what you're doing uh, you know on the offensive side of it well you don't have to look at Ryan for really anything because he does it all he's, he's got the numbers right now and yeah I mean, he may not be scoring as many goals as he did last year but I don't think it really matters he's out there for every face off it seems he uh, plays the uh, both ends of the ice so well that uh, he's one of the top players in the National Hockey League. And I was just checking because I know he he hasn't done much for Buffalo, 
But this reason, for this season, there's an explanation. I mean, Tage Thompson, who was the you know highly touted uh, Blues prospect that went to Buffalo as the key part of that deal, you know, he did not have a good year in Buffalo the first year. They gave him an extensive opportunity, and at one point, actually later in the year, sent him down to their AHL team. And I think he's got an upper body injury, undisclosed what that is. So he's only played one game this year. But do you remember when he was here? Um, do you think at some point Tage Thompson will pay off for Buffalo? I think so. I mean, the prospects, Bernie. I think when you look at prospects, I mean, he's got all the tools. I mean, he's a big kid. He shoots the puck very well. You know, with his dad being a former player, he's got the pedigree of a guy that can play in the National Hockey League. So, I mean, we saw a lot of good things out of Tage when 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 he got his opportunities here. Of course, he's playing on a much better team, and I think it's really hard to a lot of times to see how good a player is when he's playing on a really good team. When he gets to a team that's not so good, maybe it, it, uh, the pressure comes on a little more and you can notice a, a, a lot of the, the little intricacies that a, that a player may have. But uh, I think that, that, that he will come around. Um, he, I like his size, first of all, and I like the way he shoots the puck. But it's tough when you're hurt. When you're when you're really uh, you know he's in a situation where the, everybody's looking at him because of what O'Reilly has done so well here in St. Louis, I think you get the comparison starting. I mean, Spoke has been hurt there as well. Of course, we all know what happened with Berglund. So it's kind of uh, the Buffalo Sabers are saying, hey, someone's got to come out of this trade and make us look good. And I think they're still looking for Tage Thompson to be able to do that. And hey, he's still a young kid right now, and I think there's still plenty of time that he can show his wares. We're in the Blues booth with Bernie Federko here from Fox Sports Midwest on 101 ESPN. Bernie, I always like to get your historical perspective because you've been a Blue for such a long time and you have the blue note in your heart. And I, you, you've been through the good times, the bad, and the weird, a lot of weird things, too. But I, I want to get your perspective on this. I, I'm, we're all glad that the Blues won the Stanley Cup. And one of, the, one of the many reasons is because I think it just brought to light uh, a more positive light on just how consistently good this team has been under Tom Stillman and Doug Armstrong. And as I keep telling everyone, I'm not claiming everything has been perfect. All NHL front offices make mistakes or you say, well, why did they spend the money here? Why did they make that trade? We, we get that. But, you know, they're, they're number two since 2011. They're number two in the league in wins and points. And they capped it off with that Stanley Cup, but look how good they are now. I, I just look. I, I don't go back uh, obviously as long as uh, you do with this, following the St. Louis Blues, but uh, this has been a very special time, and uh, I just wanted your, your perspective on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Doug Armstrong has done a marvelous job here. Uh, you know, the new ownership group, obviously. Uh, I mean, I, I'm really a big fan of, 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 of local ownership, obviously, because I think they know what was it, what the community is is all about, and they're in tune with really the people in the area and in, in the city itself. So I think Tom's group has really done just a marvelous job of allowing Doug uh, to can continue the goal of, of winning a cup, which was he was able to do uh, this last year. Uh, but I mean, a lot of the ownership groups, a lot of times, are maybe not be looking for the same thing. They're looking to make money, or they're looking for uh, maybe an ego thing instead of you know what's best for the community. But I mean, the Army's done just a marvelous job of of, of setting his goals. And uh, I mean, he's he's been able to. I mean, I think if you look back at the Shen trade, and then of course the O'Reilly trade, I mean, he's been able to do something uh, to add something to this. Uh, organization uh, year in and year out, and uh, it's not easy in the cap era. You got to make sure that you, you, you know, your scouts are well aware of what you're looking for. You have to have a plan, and uh, it's not saying that the other orders, ownership groups or the other management groups did not have 
uh, Pino that and might have a plan. But I mean, it, does, it also takes a, a, a lot of, I guess, a lot of luck, staying healthy, um, you know, having the right goaltender come up. And I think, you know, look at Bennington uh, getting the opportunity a year ago, and, and he was really, you know, the, maybe the last key piece that the, the, the Blues really needed to uh, be able to solidify themselves as a Stanley Cup contender. So things have all fallen in place, but you have to have a plan, you have to have a game plan, and then you have to be able to, to go ahead and, and stay with that plan. And uh, Doug Armstrong has been really like a master at that, and um, he, he continues to, to, to put in pieces. And when you look like Tarasenko going down and Blay going down, yet he's been able to take somebody out of his minor league system and, and come up and, and not miss a beat and fell right in and continue to win. And uh, that's a lot to do with Army. I think that has a lot to do with the organization itself right now. And, and obviously the coaching of Craig Berube as well. So uh, this has been a, a wonderful run. And, and it, it doesn't seem like it's going to go away anytime soon either, which is a, a fantastic part of it. Yeah, that, that's right, Bernie. And, and you know, you look around. Uh, let's just keep it in the Western Conference. You look around some teams that have been really, really good and on the cusp of winning it all, like I'm talking about San Jose and Nashville. And I'm not saying both of those teams are starting over or rebuilding. I'm not really saying that, but they've fired uh, prominent coaches. Uh, they've been disappointing. They they just sort of have to retool. Uh, they got to be careful or it could get worse. And it's sort of like you get the feeling that they miss their moment. And the Blues... Yeah, it's been frustrating some of the postseasons, obviously. Um, but they didn't miss the moment. They finally got it done, and that window is still very much open. And that's really cool to know that this was not a one-and-done type situation. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, it, it is very difficult because, you know, when you're when you're a really good team all the time, I mean, you're drafting, you know, really in the high 20s. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're not getting um, – when you're we're such a good team, I mean – when you're building your organization, you're getting, yeah, the top draft picks, first, second, third, fourth, whatever you do when you're a bad team. But all of a sudden, when you get to become an upper echelon team, you've got to be very, very – your scouts got to be really good. You've got to really have a, a lot of different great trade plans in, in, in motion uh, to, to stay competitive. And I think that's something that Army's done. I mean, I think you look at San Jose. I mean, what, they've made plus 16 in the last 17 years, uh, I think I read. Um, so when you're drafting, and they've, they've always been in the top – a couple of teams in the in the Pacific, so they've always really got a traffic maybe 26, 27, 25, something there. So it's sometimes very difficult to keep things in place there uh, if your organization is not going to win. And you, you, the opportunity does come uh, not around very, very often. So when you do get the uh, time, you've really got to seize the moment. And the Blues were able to do that this last year. And, and yes, they're still in a situation where I think that they're that they're still young, they're still got a great cap in place, uh, their backs aren't against the wall, and, and I still think that they yeah they have a, an excellent chance of, of continuing to be competitive and winning the cup for for a few years with the roster that they have right now, and then uh, I'm sure that Army's got things up his sleeve that uh, he's going to have to do some things with his prospects or whatever, or continue to, to to draft well to be able to fill the holes what he needs to fill them. Great stuff from the Hall of Famer, Bernie Federko. That was the Blues Booth segment as the four members of the Blues broadcast from TV and radio side join uh, the programs on 101 ESPN, so they call it the Blues Booth. That was Bernie that was Bernie Federko's hit with Bernie Nicholas. Of course, Curbs, Panger, and John Kelly also joined the shows on 101 ESPN, and of course, we bring those to you here on the Daily Blues Podcast. All right, final interview I wanted to play for you was the Tyler Stewart one. We talked about it. Uh, the Blues uh, third goaltender at home, so if uh, 
Bennington or Allen happened to get hurt in a game, Tyler Stewart would enter that game. So he caught up with Joey Vitale. They were in Vegas, had a nice conversation, and touched on a lot of topics. So it was a fun interview to listen to, and it was the Krispy Kreme Cup of Joe. So here is Tyler Stewart with Joey Vitale. All right, we're here with Tyler Stewart. We're in Vegas, and this is the Krispy Kreme Cup of Joe. And, and Tyler, just quickly give the fans out there a little bio of, of who you are and how you are a part of this organization. Yeah, so I'm the Blues third string goalie type thing for practices and whatnot, and I pretty much sit every game up in 313 where my season tickets are at, and if any of the goalies get hurt, I have to go get dressed and maybe possibly get in a game, hopefully not for the Blues' sake and everybody else's, but I try my best. Now, that's never happened yet. No, I did a warm-up two years ago against Dallas. That was pretty cool, but I know Billy Huso was coming, so there was no worries. Now, for a player like you, a goaltender like you, I, I would imagine every guy across the league and every team has this a third string in town the epitome would be what happened in chicago a couple years ago correct yes yeah, so scott foster apparently from what i know the blackhawks have like a few guys I, i'm the only guy that does it for the blues like so i'm kind of no life and i'm going to us every game and i try to make that at least every game but yeah it's it's pretty cool that, that he got in and did pretty well too now do you prepare as if you make it into a game like do you eat regularly no. i mean do you take a morning skate i mean do you take an afternoon nap or how does that all work see i was joking about this with my wife a few weeks ago i was like man i'm like i eat so crappy before the games so i'm like if i ever got in a game like i'd be like feeling like garbage or something if i got in because i would never eat like that if i was playing like a real game <laughs> now what is it like uh growing up in st louis you, you were around the bruce ray scenes of the world he was your goalie coach you grew up next to mike mckenna some good goalie products across St. Louis, but when you get the call to come skate with the St. Louis Blues and you're out there with Alex Petrangelo and Braden Shen's coming down or Vladimir Tarasenko's got that twisted wrister coming at you 100 miles an hour, what is that like for a young product out of St. Louis to be skate out there with the Blues? I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, a few years ago, I was like, the first time I did it was during the lockout, so I, I got to skate with, like, Cam Jansen and all them at Chesterfield, and, and then after a while, you kind of, it sounds bad, you kind of get used to it, but it's still, like, a blast. I mean, like, the best part's, like, the stories in the locker room and stuff. It's like being on an episode of, like, Spit and Chicklets, all the stuff they talk yeah. about. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Now, have you seen what's going on lately with Jordan Bennington and Justin Bieber about their back and forth on Twitter? Yeah, I did, and I saw the Chicklets that kind of actually gave Bieber some tips last night on how to score on him on a breakaway, a McKinnon's breakaway, but I, I don't think he'll score a single goal. Well, go, yeah, let's get into that really quickly because you skate with these guys, and oh, you yeah. kind of know the ins and outs of the talent from a shooter's perspective, from a goaltender's perspective, based off of what you've seen out of Justin Bieber, and now that everyone's seen Jordan Bennington, 10 shots. Do you think Justin Bieber can squeeze one through Jordan Bennington? No, not a ch I don't think there's a chance. Unless unless Binner lets him, I don't see a way because I was telling some people the other day, like the difference with the NHL guys, I feel like, are just pro players in general. When they're on breakaways, they can get it up up and in in tight so easily where like just average Joe and especially him, he's like beginner level practically, I feel like, in terms of men's leagues. He, there's no way he's scoring on an NHL goalie. Well, Tyler Stewart, fans out there, keep an eye on him. Every now and then, you may hear about him. You may see him on the ice. You may see him at warm-ups, and who knows? Maybe something will happen like what the Chicago Blackhawks happened. Maybe he'll step in here for Jordan Bennington or Jake Allen and maybe pull off a win. Tyler Stewart, thank you for your time. We will see you at the hockey games up in the 300 section, and this was your Krispy Kreme Cup of Joe. Thank you. Fun stuff there, and I kind of agree with him about the Bennington-Beaver uh, thing. The NHL players, they're just so good and tight with roofing the puck that I just I can't see – Beaver having um, the ability to get it up and over Jordan Bennington or fooling him enough to get it by him. So 
Looking forward to whenever that happens, though, because it's going to be for a great cause. All right, that wraps it up for the Daily Blues podcast today. Blues and Sabres tonight on 101 ESPN. Uh, again, 6, thir- 6 o'clock with the Mitsubishi Electric pregame show presented by First Community. 6.30 BMW West St. Louis pregame skate. Curbs and Joey on the call just after 7. I'm Dan Betlock. Remember, go see a ball game often. Follow your local teams. It really is fun for the entire family. Signing off on 101ESPN.com.